Welcome to Women Wanting Women, where we explore topics that matter to women like us. We talk about being a woman, attracting women, and becoming more powerful women by developing more self-confidence and always reaching for the next level in our self-actualization. I'm your hostess, lesbian love coach, Jordana Michelle. And if you're interested in finally finding the woman of your dreams, so you can be best friends who learn and grow together, share dreams together, have adventures together, and share passionate intimacy together, then also check out my website, womenwantingwomen.com, because it's packed with free resources that can help you. For example, there are free quizzes you can take, including one that will tell you what might be standing in your way of finding love, and another that will tell you what qualities the woman of your dreams will find most attractive about you when you meet her. There are free video tutorials you can watch that explain why women do the things they do and how you can navigate the frustrating world of lesbian dating with confidence, even if you're feeling lonely and desperate. There are free guides you can download to learn the secrets of how to avoid rejection, heal from heartbreak, and find epic lesbian love, and there's a free matchmaking survey you can fill out in case I already know the woman of your dreams. All of that is available now on womenwantingwomen.com. And if you want lesbian dating advice from me more often, follow me on Instagram at jordana.michelle. Also, if you love this podcast and want to help me reach more people, then spread the word by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts telling what you love about women wanting women and why you keep tuning in. And while you're there, subscribe and share it with a friend and let them know that hot lesbians are everywhere. But before we go any further, let me tell you a story about the first time I ignored a red flag in a lesbian relationship. To give you some background, I came out when I was 23, before I ever kissed a girl before. It was a rude awakening back then, because lesbian dating can be tough. But it's way tougher when you're as desperate as I was, not to mention the fact that I had zero experience being intimate with women. It was the most frustrating thing in the world, because I was finally letting myself acknowledge how badly I wanted to be in love with a woman, but that was the one thing in the world I couldn't figure out how to find. Anyway, during these first months after I came out, I would go to lesbian bars all by myself multiple nights a week, and there was one girl my age who I met early on after coming out. I knew she liked me, but she wasn't my type. And for months after we met, anytime she saw me out, she'd follow me around. And I found it a little annoying because she would kind of hover in a way that made it impossible for me to have the space to approach women I was attracted to. But having her company was also a little bit of a relief because at least there was someone to hang out with. Anyway, this went on for around six months. I was flailing around, desperately trying to find a girlfriend, and seeing this friend of mine more and more often when I went out. And there was this one night when we were out at a club and we ended up sitting next to each other on a crowded couch where it was so squeezed together that our bodies were touching. And I remember feeling completely shocked because my skin started buzzing in the places where we were touching. And I'm not a drinker, so it's not like I was drunk or anything. It's just that I suddenly realized that even though I didn't know I could be attracted to this friend of mine, 
my body was telling me a different story. And after all those lonely, frustrating months searching for love, I suddenly realized I could have it with her if I let myself because I knew for sure she wanted me. So I decided to go for it and it felt amazing and I was ridiculously happy. And that's the headspace I was in during the first week of my relationship when my friend Pam called. The phone rang and I picked up the call and I said I couldn't talk because my girlfriend was over. And I used that word, girlfriend. And I did it on purpose because I was really happy and I wanted her to hear me say it so she could feel good. But after we got off the phone, my girlfriend, who was unquestionably already my girlfriend at the time, said to me, don't let me hear you say that. It's going to scare me. Don't let you hear me say that. It's going to scare me. I couldn't believe it when she said those words. It felt so mean. Not because I was afraid she meant it. I knew she didn't mean it. I knew for sure she liked me far more than I liked her. She'd been following me around for months. It was clear she wanted things to be far more serious and far more committed than I wanted them to be between us. That's why her comment was so messed up. Because it wasn't true. I knew she was only saying it to hurt me. To make me feel less loved, less powerful, less safe than I'd been feeling. I just couldn't believe she would literally lie for no reason other than to make me feel bad. That was a major red flag. She revealed herself in that moment to be so insecure that she would use fighting words to cut me down even if those words were untrue, even if I hadn't done anything at all to deserve it. But unfortunately, I ignored it. And sure enough, she ended up being the kind of girlfriend who would start fights just to make me feel less powerful and who would always lie when she fought with me to say things that made me feel less loved and less safe and less wanted than I know I am in this world. Now, looking back, I think there are two main reasons why I ignored the red flags that night when my friend Pam called. The first is because I didn't want to see it. I wanted to have the experience of having a girlfriend finally for the first time. I didn't want to go back to being single without giving it a try. And the second reason I ignored the red flag is because I didn't understand the consequences. I didn't know how bad it would feel to have a girlfriend who treated me that way. But I've now ignored enough red flags in my life that I know the consequences are never worth the risk. And what's interesting is so much of my coaching ends up being women who book a session because they want my help analyzing red flags. Usually they've met someone, they want things to work out, but something came up that feels off and they need to get an objective take on what's going on. So after countless sessions of red flag spotting, I decided to make a video about red flags for my YouTube channel. Now, most videos about red flags just list different types of red flags to look out for. But from all those coaching sessions, I knew that no two red flags will ever present themselves in exactly the same way. And deep down, we always know red flags when we see them. The problem is we just fail to act on them. So instead of listing all the different types of red flags in that video, I just went through reasons why we ignore red flags. And I talked about how it's important to have a plan before getting into a new relationship so that we can take action and protect ourselves if a red flag does present itself. And because it's such a popular topic, this became one of my most watched videos. As of the time of recording this podcast, it has over 27,000 views. 
And some of the feedback was definitely positive. Like one person said, wow, you're amazing. This is the best advice video ever. But at the same time, I got a lot of negative feedback because it turns out that my editorial decision to talk about red flags instead of listing what they are annoyed a lot of people. For example, one person said, girl, are you going to get to the red flags? Jesus. And another said, this is not helpful. I was really hoping to find red flags. And another said, I found this useless. You discussing what red flags mean, not what they are. But the truth is, I'm always grateful when I get feedback, especially when the feedback shows me ways I could be more helpful, more clear, and more on point. So I created a second video where I listed five of the biggest red flags and I talked about why they should be deal breakers when they come up. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. So for anyone who wants to hear me break down the list, you can find it there. But I want to be very clear that there's a difference between a red flag versus something you simply don't like about someone. Because nobody's perfect. And everyone's going to have little things about them that aren't what we'd ideally want them to be if we had the power to pick and choose all of our partner's qualities. I had a client recently who said she wanted a girlfriend, but she refused to leave her house except during broad daylight because she was terrified about crime, even though she lives in a very safe neighborhood. And she refused to go any place to meet people because she was still masking and avoiding crowds. And this wasn't in the middle of the pandemic, it was recent, in the middle of 2023. And she refused to use dating apps because she had all kinds of other fears about the kinds of bad people she'd find there. Someone like her would probably benefit from being less vigilant about red flags. This is an example of how being overly protective when taken to the extreme can close you off and block you from all the good stuff in life. So there's a balance. And there's a difference between ignoring red flags when you're in your early 20s, when you're just exploring, versus ignoring red flags when you're looking to settle down and have kids. I don't really regret the red flags I ignored in my 20s because I learned so much about myself and other women from being in those situations. But there are some red flags, like ones that point to danger or abuse, that should never be ignored no matter how young you are because getting involved there can leave you really hurt. Now, the last thing I'll leave you with here is this. When we talk about heeding red flags, we're really talking about starting over. The fear of starting over is what makes most of us ignore red flags when we do. The idea of being single again and going back to square one and not having anyone to be with and not knowing when the next relationship will ever come along if it ever does, This is something women in our community truly dread because lesbian dating is so challenging. But the danger is that when faced with this challenge, some women start to tell themselves that finding love is impossible. But it's not impossible. The problem is, for a lot of women, when we're single for long enough, finding love can feel impossible. And I can't count the number of lesbians I met who tell me they're certain they'll never find someone and they'll be alone forever. Which really sucks for them, because no matter what their odds might have been in the past, once someone convinces themselves that finding love is impossible, they actually create a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
because that helpless mindset can get you stuck in a doom loop of loneliness, misery, and desperation, which not only blocks you from seeing and taking opportunities that might lead to love, but also it creates a sour negative energy that ends up being a huge turnoff to other women. And let's be real, for anyone who actually manages to find a partner in that weakened state, if they see a red flag, is there any chance they're going to be able to walk away? Probably not. That's why, whether you're single or in a relationship, it's so, so, so important for everyone to adopt the mindset that hot lesbians are everywhere and that love is real. The more you tell this to yourself, the more you can generate the faith that you're going to find a relationship that works for you. And the more faith you have that things will work out, the more confident and optimistic you'll feel in your dating life. And that faith, optimism, and confidence creates its own self-fulfilling prophecy that tips the scale in your favor for things to work out. Plus, it puts you in a state of mind where you'll be far less likely to ignore red flags, so you'll keep yourself safer from toxic dead ends. So if you haven't checked out those videos or any others on my YouTube channel, go ahead and do so. I have links in the show notes. And while you're there, subscribe and leave a comment because I always read them. And if you like this podcast format of me talking and sharing some of my ideas instead of interviewing a guest about theirs, then email me at jordana at womenwantingwomen.com and let me know you want more episodes like this one and tell me what topics you'd want me to talk about. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, share Women Wanting Women with a friend, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want lesbian dating advice from me more often, follow me on Instagram at jordana.michelle. Also, don't forget that womenwantingwomen.com is packed with free resources that can help you build your confidence and have more success with dating. While you're there, you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me to get my personal support in finding the love you long for. Until next time, keep remembering that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that the woman of your dreams is on her way into your life in perfect timing. And I'll catch you next time on Women Wanting Women.